The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Get ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Sam, what's going on? There's a lot of info going on in the world of sports, especially football. A lot of great sports news out there, Daryl. But before we start, I'd like to send our condolences to the to the family of uh, former Titans owner Bud Adams, uh, the legendary coach uh, Bum Phillips, the legendary coach Don James, and um, a young man at the uh, University of Eastern Michigan that was murdered, Demarius Reed. Uh, we'd like to send our condolences to those families. Uh, you hate to see anyone pass away. Uh, some legendary coaches and a, definitely a young man that life was taken too early, Daryl. Yes, far too early, Sam. Yep. You know, Sam, but let's get right into this NFL, man. Um, it's a lot of injuries going on in the NFL, man. Brian Cushing's, um, he's out for the season. The same knee injury that he had uh, a couple years ago. Um, uh, last year he had a, last year he missed the entire season. It looks like he's going to miss the, the rest of this season with the knee injury. You know, he's just one of many players that that suffered uh, knee injuries yesterday. One of many, and uh, and on the play, uh, the Jamal Charles. You know, he he went up to the defensive coordinator and apologized, and I, I really think that that was a. a, a that just shows the type of guy that Jamal Charles is, the class that he has to go up and apologize and just let everyone know that he wasn't trying to hurt Brian Cushing. He was just trying to make a block. You hate to see anyone injured. Uh, luckily for Cushing, uh, if there's any uh, good out of this, uh, the Texans saw enough in him that they re-signed him so he don't have to really worry about what this can do as far as my future value. But at the same time, you know, he has another long road of recovery. A, a guy that I really hate to see get injured, Darrell, last night was uh, Reggie Wayne, a former teammate, a former Hurricane. He's done for the year. He was 10 games away from uh, best in Tim Brown's uh, consecutive games played by a wide receiver. I do feel that Reggie Wayne has done enough right now if he, don't, if he never played another down uh, where he's a Hall of Famer. Over a thousand catches, top ten in re- uh, receptions, a Super Bowl champion, just a class act, Daryl, for the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, without a doubt, man. And I'm gonna tell you, very humble man, Reggie Wayne, and um, and let's hope that he can come back and complete his career because he left some unfinished work out there. And um, another player that, from our state, Doug Martin, um, suffered a labrum tear. That's a shoulder injury yesterday. And uh, and I told you um, coming into this season that I thought Doug Martin would probably not make it through the season because he's a very small man in stature and he don't seem to have that same kind of weight that a small running back like Emmitt Smith had. Emmitt Smith was built like a cinder block. 
And this guy here just don't seem to have that 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 toughness or that just ruggedness about him. So uh, I'm you know I'm not and I'm not wishing any will will feelings towards Martin, but I think because of his stature, he's going to deal with some injuries, man. And I, and I tell you what, the Bucks were uh, they were really uh, utilizing uh, Doug Martin. Uh, he was leading the league uh, in the top two or three guys as far as carries. Uh, he is a compact guy, but uh, his stature and the way they were using him, I'm sure that's going to come. Uh, that that's going to be questioned. Uh, Shiano, it just seems that he c- cannot get it right in Tampa. Uh, again, we hate to see any player injured. Uh, we hope uh, Doug Martin has has a speedy recovery. Another guy, Daryl, that was a uh, Playing, uh, this was a big year for him. A quarterback, Sam Bradford. He was uh, he was playing a lot better football this year. Uh, there there was some word in uh, St. Louis that they were close to extending him, and now you really have to. Um, this injury is going to factor into that. Uh, it's going to take away the rest of the season and time that they would have had to evaluate him. Uh, it, it has already been mentioned that there will be no Tim Tebow or Vince Young signings in st louis uh yesterday was just like black sunday man for guys and injuries you know and um you know sam bradford has had a history of injuries coming into the league and since he's been in in the nfl so you gotta wonder how much longer are the rams gonna put up with him or how much longer they're gonna deal with him and his injury because he he is right now what we call injury prone you know, um, Jermichael Finley, man, uh, he suffered what we looked like, what looked like yesterday was a serious injury, and he was actually hospitalized. And um, he's still like in the ICU. He's yeah, still, he's, well, yeah, he's, in ICU. Like he's still dealing with the hospital and a, and a scary neck injury. So um, we really don't have a lot of the details about his injury. But let's hope that he can possibly come back this year. Even when, but when you look at the way he left the field yesterday, it's hard to say he's going to be back this season. Uh, you know, it, it's tough. You're dealing with a neck. Uh, you lose movement in your limbs. Thank God that uh, he has full movement. Uh, but just a very scary sight. And, uh, you know, I, the, the violence in, 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 yeah. in, in, in football. And, uh, again, these these guys, they're paid handsomely. But at the same time, their contracts aren't guaranteed. A lot of these guys could be released there and, and there'll be no uh, financial uh, burden on the teams. They'll they'll take a little cap hit. But at the same time, these guys will, will stop being paid and they'll have to go out and fend yeah. for themselves. And uh, they're what you call damaged goods. And, and the, just to, I hate to retract, but Sam Bradford, you know, his salary cap number for next year is $15 million. So if you're the Rams, you have to redo his contract and get that cap number down or you have to move on. Uh, and we're going to continue to move on. Uh, Jay Cutler, the Bears, he's out for four weeks with a groin injury, and uh, I really feel that the Bears are going to take a step back. They were playing so well, Daryl, and uh, Cutler was playing at a very high level, another guy that's in a contract year, and, uh, you know, you hate to see it. And uh, sometimes as fans, we wonder, hey, why do these guys hold out in the last year of their contract? Well, a lot of times uh, you hold out because you want to sign that long-term deal. You can have some security and, and just in case you're hit with the, um, a season-ended injury, and some of these guys, it's going to cost them in free agency. And Jay Cutler could be one of those guys because he, he he has not signed a new contract, and this is the last year of his contract. But, you know, um, Nick Foles, man, who was a backup to the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, Michael Vick, who's out now with a hamstring injury, he suffered a concussion. 
So who are we going to possibly see this week at quarterback for the for the Philadelphia Eagles? I'm not so sure Michael Vick can come back from a hamstring injury after only two weeks. I'm not so I hope, sure. I hope it's a better version of uh, Matt Barkley. You know, Matt Barkley came into the game. Uh, it was a great opportunity uh, for Barkley uh, to replace Foles. And uh, 11 or 20 is not going to get it done, Daryl. And uh, you got to protect the ball, young man. 11 or 20 and three interceptions. Foles was no better, 11 or 29 for 80 yards before he got hurt. You know, there were some people that felt that Foles had wrestled this job away from Vic. But uh, injury or no injury, 11 or 29, that's not going to get it done. And uh, if Michael Vick is healthy, I really feel that uh, it, it, it was proven yesterday that this is Michael Vick's team. And uh, – they're, the Eagles are going to go as far as Michael Vick go. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, um, a lot of people are looking for Nick Foles to be the wonder boy, or maybe even maybe even compete with Michael Vick for the starting job. Some people thought, well, Nick Foles got it. Michael Vick may What's never that? get it back. However, I don't see Michael Vick. Uh, I don't see Nick Foles keeping Michael Vick out of the starting job in Philadelphia. Uh, I don't need it there. I don't need it. And also in, in uh, Texas, man, when you say when it goes, it went from bad to worse. Aaron Foster went out with a hamstring injury. Luckily for the Texans, they have a guy that's more than capable of handling that workload in uh, Ben Tate. And, uh, you know, when uh, you talk about all the stuff the NFL has done to improve the game and make it safer, uh, you know, uh, there's reports that uh, Merriweather, the safety uh, is gonna uh, safety from the Redskins will be suspended for leading with his head on uh, Brandon Marshall. Marshall was injured, and Marshall feel that Merriweather should be banned from the NFL. Merriweather has a history of leading with his head, and uh, I'm sure he's gonna pay a heavy price. Uh, the way the NFL has been finding people. Yeah, and and you know Brandon Brandon Merriweather is from the University of Miami, and you know I'm all about the University of Miami, but um. I have seen him lead with his head a few times. I've seen him give a few people concussions. I've seen him even give himself a concussion. So I don't. I, but by by no means am I ever in favor of a person taking their livelihood away from him. So I could see maybe him being suspended for maybe one game, but never should a player be banned from a from a league. I just can't see that. I, I don't see it either. But I'm I'm really I'm certain that the NFL is gonna. Um they're going to get Mr. Merriweather's attention. He's going to be suspended maybe for for a game. And uh, I, I really feel in the, in the tax break that he in there that he's in Daryl that uh, that's going to be more than that hundred thousand dollar fine that uh, Sue was faced with. Oh, I, I'm I'm sure it is. Hey, but Sam, let's move right into this to, the, to this to this seventh week of the NFL season. You know, man, the Seattle Seahawks are one of the best teams. In the NFL, let's don't get it twisted. You know, Pete Carroll has his team rolling. They seem to be playing at a, at a high level. They seem to be playing at a at a very controlled atmosphere. Don't seem like it's a, not a lot of penalties being thrown on this team. It's a lot of good things going on in Seattle right now, Sam. I like what I see. I, I like it too, Daryl, because uh, to me that team is. They're built for tough, and when I what I mean by that, Daryl, is they want to run the football, and they're going to play tough physical defense. And when you think about Seattle, you think about their defense. They're led by a, a quarterback in Russell Wilson. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the game, and uh, 
you know, they create turnovers. They run the football. They have a they have Marshawn Lynch who he he gets those tough yards. Daryl he runs with an attitude, just a physical ball club. And I, and I really like the way that they're playing right now. Uh, you know, this team is going to be something to be reckoned with. They handled the Cardinals 34-22 to move to 6-1, and Daryl. And uh, this, this is a really, really good football team. Yeah, it is, man. I'm going to tell you something too, Sam. I have Russell Wilson on my fantasy team, and this guy comes through every week. I mean, he's good for 20 points every week. You know, and when you look at his numbers in passing, 18 or 29, 234 yards. But then at the same time, he rushed the ball eight times for 29 yards, 3.8, 3.8 yards per carry. Hey, man, this guy is a wonder with the ball, whether he's scrambling, whether he's passing, whether he's rushing. I love to see this kid play, man. Yes, he is, Daryl. He's one of the, the bright stars that we have in this game. Uh, Daryl, moving along to Florida, though, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they went to Atlanta to play the Dirty Birds, the Falcons, uh, and Tampa lost a tough one. Uh, they not only lost their starting running back, uh, lost a hard-fought game to the Atlanta Falcons, 31-23. You're talking about a Falcon team that was without their top two wide receivers. I really like how uh, – Mr. Uh, Douglas stepped up uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. Harry Douglas did an outstanding job yesterday uh, filling in for Roddy White and uh, Julio Jones. Seven catches, 149 yards, and a touchdown. He was targeted seven times there. He caught everything that was thrown his way. And uh, Atlanta, you're talking about needing, needing a victory. They won this game to move to two and four. Yes, yeah, Sam, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, man. Atlanta Falcons, let's don't get it twisted. They're a great team. They're, they're a great team. But the Atlanta Falcons had, let me get this correct, 18 yards rushing yesterday. You cannot win in the NFL if you do not have, and you cannot sustain a rushing attack. You know, Tampa Bay rushed the ball for 111 yards yesterday. Atlanta Falcons rushed the ball for 18 yards. They could do that against Tampa Bay, but... Not many quality teams in the NFL are you going to get away with rushing the ball for 18 yards in one half, man. It's it's just not going to happen. You know, not in one look, half there in, in one game. In one game, excuse me, in one game. You know, and and you, you got to wonder how long are they going to be able to win rushing the ball like this? Uh, well. Uh... I, I really don't feel any other team besides Tampa and, or probably the Jaguars that it wouldn't have happened. If you look at the time of possession, Tampa Bay controlled the, the time of possession with the plus 15. Uh, they had the ball for a whole quarter more than the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, a, a play that uh, proved to be pivotal was the the, um, the defensive special teams touchdown that the Atlanta Falcons got. And, uh, you know, you just cannot turn the ball over and uh, expect the B teams in the NFL. Even though Atlanta didn't run the ball well, that defensive touchdown was, was huge there in this game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, but, man, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals continue to roll, Sam. You know, hey, Marvin Lewis has his team look like they're back to the playoffs again. You know, they beat the Detroit Lions 27-24 yesterday. Not, not any real serious. Well, I'll take that back. One of the uh, Bengals defensive backs did suffer Achilles injuries tear, and he could, and know he's out for the season with that kind of injury. But man, like one said, of my alumni, man, one of uh, Leon Hall from the University of Michigan, man, the big-time cornerback. You hate to see anyone go down uh, with, the, with the injury, Daryl. But I tell you what, this was one of the best games all, uh, 
in football yesterday, the Detroit Lions and Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, it was. Two really good football teams, and I really expect both of these teams to um, continue to play well and, and possibly be in the playoffs, Daryl. You know, um, this game was actually um, uh, 24-24, and, and the Bengals rolled down, and uh, Andy Dalton went down and, and got his team in field goal position. They kicked the field goal to win this, man. With no time left, game. man. No, time, no left. time left. I mean, I mean, you talk about a walk-off home run, but this was a walk-off field goal. No time left in this game, man. And I'm going to tell you, man, this is two back-to-back games that Andy Dalton has thrown for over 300 yards. I think that's something to take notice about, man. And this just wasn't a 300-yard here, 300-yard game. This was 372 yards, 24-34, 372. Three TDs, no interception. Man, this guy, Andy Dalton, it's, it's about time we take notice to him and start giving him a little bit more credit. And who was he throwing the ball to, Daryl? A.J. Green, one of the best wide receivers in the game. Uh, you're talking about a wide receiver battle. A.J. Green, six catches, 155 yards, and a touchdown. And uh, not to be outdone, Megatron, nine catches, 155 yards, and two touchdowns. Matthew Stafford had some solid numbers. And uh, like we said, this game was a coin toss. Anybody could have uh, won this game. Uh, unfortunately for the Detroit Lions, Cincinnati had the ball. Andy Dalton drove them down uh, for a last-second field goal. Just a great ball game, and like we said, we look forward to seeing these two teams to continue to play well. Oh, yeah, for sure, Sam. Yeah. Hey, but chugging along, the Miami Dolphins, Daryl, uh, Miami Dolphins, Buffalo Bills uh, in Sun Life Stadium in Miami. Miami loses the third close game. You're talking about a team that's 3-3 three and three that could easily be 6-0, and oh, Daryl. They got to find a way to win these tough games. Yeah, and you know, and we can we could chalk it up as Miami having a, a a young quarterback and and a pretty and a pretty young team. But man, let me tell you, um, the, the 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 quarterback that that played yesterday against the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills quarterback, Lewis, he's young. He's playing and only he's only starting in his second NFL game. Hey, he put on a performance yesterday, man, that was worthy to be be praised. I'm telling you. You're talking about a guy that was brought off the practice squad, Darrell, uh, 21 to 32, uh, 202 yards. He did throw an interception, but the most important thing, he put his team in position to win the ball game. And uh, Miami, you have to protect the football. You know, you cannot beat teams in this league when you turn the ball over three times. This was a pretty evenly matched game. But I tell you what, man, I like the fight in the Buffalo Bills, man. They they just, they're scrappy. Uh, they're, they're sitting at three and four. But I tell you what, if you don't come to play week in and week out this is a team that can beat you and um, I, I really like the way the new uh, coach has them going I really feel that they're on the right track now I, I really do too and you know I hate to say this but if this kid Lewis continues to win are we going to have a little controversy because you know the Buffalo Bills drafted a quarterback in the first round they were the first team to draft a quarterback EJ Manuel so are we going to have a little controversy here? If this kid continues to win, it's hard to see them pull him out of the lineup. To pull I, I don't think we're going to have any controversy, Dale, because uh, a lot of times, man, these these owners, these teams, uh, the coaches, the owners, they're, they're afraid to say they made a mistake. I'm not saying E.J. Manuel's a mistake. He's just been a little injured. But uh, it, I'm sure Lewis is uh, – He's giving them something to think about. Hey, guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Network. We'll be right back on the, after the break. 
your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you're looking for a show that takes you through the process of becoming a successful college athlete, you'll want to tune in to Get It Done Sports Radio with host Karif Bird. You'll find out about the how-tos of getting to the next level and the do's and don'ts when preparing for college athletics. It's a complete inside look at what's turning out the next generation of players. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Sports. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info Voice. Sam, man, yesterday the New England Patriots went down. Man, I like it when the Patriots go down. I know, but I was man. really surprised to see this rookie quarterback, Geno Smith, take them down. Hey, man, there I'll tell you what, Geno, he's been up, he's been down, but I tell you what, when Geno is on his game, Geno is a pretty good quarterback, and uh, I really feel that Geno's going to have a bright future with the New York Jets. Uh, ideally, you would like him to sit and learn, but he's been thrust into the starting position, and uh, he, he's playing pretty well this year, Daryl, for a rookie, and uh, to beat the Patriots, that's no easy task, and uh, I, I have to tip my hat to him. There was a little controversy in this game. Uh, the Jets went down. They tried a 56-yard field going overtime. They missed it. There is a new rule in play where there's no pushing. You cannot push your own teammates to gain an extra momentum. The Patriots was flagged for 15 yards. And uh, the rest is history. The Jets kicked the field goal and won. It was a tough game. Uh, it was a hard fall game. It was a very close game. But I really, I, I like this Patriot team, man. I'm a little biased because of Tom Brady, a uh, former teammate at the University of Michigan. But at the same time, normally the Patriots' Achilles heel has been their defense. They're playing much better defense. Brady has gotten one of his weapons back, Gronkowski. And if I'm the New England Patriots, I'm sitting at 5-2 and two in the last Two out of the last three weeks, Tom Brady hasn't thrown a touchdown. I like where I'm at, Daryl. 
I'll tell you this right now, Sam. I really don't think Gronkowski is going to make the season. I I can almost guarantee he won't be healthy for the playoffs. Man, this guy, he, he actually at one point looked like he was playing with one hand yesterday. Um, he really doesn't look like he's ready to put any pressure on the hand with the brace on it. Um, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not overcome by this um, New England Patriots team, man. They just really have not proven much to me this year. I got to see a, a whole lot more from them. You know, I'm. You know, the running attack yesterday, okay at best. They ran for 90 yards, but I'm just still not not there with them yet. Now you're man. talking about one of the better defensive-minded coaches in the game, Darren. Uh, Rex Ryan is is a great defensive coach. Coach, uh, his brothers are great defensive coach. They come from the, their, their father's legendary buddy Ryan in a four-six defense. I mean, they the, the Ryan's pride themselves on defense. So to score twenty-seven points against a tough Jets team, like I said, man, Tom Brady's not playing his best. The running game was average at best. Gronkowski returned, was targeted seventeen times, came up with with eight catches. He missed a big one late in the game. It would have been a great catch. But uh, hey, man, like I said, I like this Patriots team. I'm buying them. I'm buying them. I'm not buying them. And when Edelman is your number one receiver, I've said this before, you cannot count on him. He is not the guy that you can count on. When Dobson is your second receiver, I just can't see it. And Tompkins, who these people really never heard of. We've heard of Edelman because he's been on the team for a while. But most of these guys, man, we've never even heard of them. So I, and, and I know Tom Brady's looking at it like, wow. Who are these guys? Where is Wes Welker? Hey man, you know? he's making he's making the best with what he have, and and these guys have dropped a lot of passes, man. He he's being very patient. When it all come together, man, when the smoke clears, New England's going to be a factor, man. They may be one and done in the playoffs, and if you call that a factor, so be it. Hey, but Sam, the Cowboys won again yesterday. You know, um, they're leading their division at four and three. Over and and hey. They beat the Eagles with Nick Foles. How also, much uh, is Nick Foles? Uh, Nick Foles is a guy, a uh, potential gets you paid. Uh, he was in the quarterback race. He lost out to Michael Vick. He came in. He played well last week. Like I said, a lot of people figured that he'll take this uh, position away from Michael Vick. This was a great chance for him to do that. And he went out and uh, he did not perform very well uh, before getting knocked out with a concussion. But at the same time, you're talking about a, a Cowboy team that was without their starting running back DeMarco Murray, uh, that was without uh, Hall of Fame defensive end outside linebacker uh, Ware. And uh, Austin has been uh, injury prone. Uh, so, you know, you got to tip your hat to the Cowboys to grind out a tough victory against the uh, Eagles. How did they do it, Daryl? They controlled the clock. They had a plus 13 in the time of possession. Uh, they won the turnover battle. Uh, they got three interceptions off the rookie Matt Barkley after he came into the game uh they were committed to the run. Uh, they, they didn't average a lot of yards running, but uh, just being committed and being balanced, that really helped them. Romo didn't have the best of games. He did go over 300 yards, but the two interceptions, you would like to see them get that corrected. But at the end of the day, Daryl, it's about getting the victory. And uh, some guys had opportunities for the Eagles to step up, Barkley and Foles at the quarterback position, and neither one of them got the job done. You know, I think sooner or later we're going to have to take a look at um – at what Chip Kelly's doing in Philadelphia. You know, um, last week I said that I thought Chip Kelly was, you know, the league. That, that in the beginning we talked about the league having to ca- catch up to Chip Kelly's offense. 
I think Chip Kelly was trying to keep up with the NFL. And it looks like now he's lagged behind a little bit. Because at one point, he, he led us to believe that Nick Foles was just as good as Michael Vick. He didn't, he didn't name a starter for a while in, in Philadelphia. So now we're looking at it and saying, man, Nick Foles is just another quarterback with potential. And I don't think that's, I don't think that's good enough. And I'm not so sure how long Nick, uh, Chip Kelly is going to be with us in the NFL. He might be already plotting his way back to the NCAA. I think Chip Kelly, in order for this offense to be successful, you're going to need an athletic type quarterback. Uh, I'm really, I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles went out and signed former Oregon Doug Dennis Dixon, who who is, who is closer to a Michael Vick skill set than Foles or uh, or Matt Barkley. But they are moving along. The Chicago Bears and the Washington Redskins. You're talking about a shootout, uh, a lot of fireworks. Uh, Robert Griffin III, he's starting to get his name back. Uh, he, he looked a lot better yesterday. Uh, the Bears lost their starting quarterback, Cutler. Uh, uh, McNown came in, played well, but he had a real costly mistake at the end of the game, Darrell, when he took a sack um, with less than 20 seconds. The time ran out on the um, Chicago Bears. But this was a an offensive, offensive uh, just uh, display for both teams. Uh, there's a lot of fireworks yesterday. You know, um, when Robert throws for 18 and 29, 298, two TDs and an interception, I can't give him all that stuff behind his name yet. He just has not earned it. He you looked know, a lot mobile yesterday. Yeah, he, mobile. He 11, little, 11 carries, 84 yards. That's, that's big for the quarterback position. That, that is big. But I'm saying that's not the kind of numbers that he was putting that up every week last week, so last year. So maybe if he can do something like that back to back or put three games together, put win three games in a row, and I'm at least giving the the third. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be patient, man. The guy is coming off an of ACL injury. What I do like, the Washington Redskins was committed to the run yesterday. 43 carries as a team, 209 yards. And when you can control the ball and run the football like that, Daryl, you're gonna have a lot of success. But I'll tell you who the breakout star yesterday was for the Washington Redskins. Jordan Reed, the rookie tight end from the University of Florida. Nine catches. For 134 yards and a touchdown there, and this young man seems to have a bright future. And he was he was RG3 security blanket yesterday, and uh, he really came up big for the Washington Redskins. Well, he was a solid player while he was at the University of Florida. I followed his career career uh, quite well. So he was he played solid at the University of Florida. And when you look back at it, man, the University of Florida has produced some quality tight ends. In the in the NFL, all the way back to Mike Malarkey, who became a coach in the NFL. He was a, a tight end at University of Florida. Aaron Hernandez, another tight end at University of Ben Ben. Um, I can't think of the kid name, but he played at Ben Watson. Benjamin ben Watson. Watson. Ben Watson, uh, another tight end for the University of Florida. So it doesn't surprise me to see um, another another tight end coming from the University of Florida. Hey, but Sam, you know, the Rams lost yesterday to the Panthers. Not only did they lose, they lost their starting quarterback as well. But Cam Newton, man, Cam is finally putting up some numbers and and, and looking like he's ready to, 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 to go on a four-game winning streak, man. I think Cam Newman is uh, progressing well, Daryl. Again, 15 out of 17, 204 yards and a touchdown. But I tell you what, man, uh, Janoris Jenkins, he picked.
pissed off Steve Smith yesterday. I guess uh, he went online. He talked about his wife, man, and uh, Steve Smith was really, really hot. And he said if he saw him, he's going to bust him in the effing mouth. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, when you play angry with a controlled aggression, uh, that can be a dangerous mix. Uh, but not to take away from this game, man. I really like this Carolina Panther team and the things that they're doing. I, I, I wish that they can go out and get some receiver help for Steve Smith. But Cam Newton, man, he's um, he, he's playing well. Uh, he, he's sort of the forgotten man in this in this quarterback derby. Uh, now that all uh, most of the quarterbacks are athletic, but I tell you what, man, Cam Newton has a great skill set, and uh, he's a big man there. And he played big yesterday. Yes, it is, man. And I'm a big fan of Cam Newton. I really, like I said, I hope he can take off and this can um, catapult him to do some big things this season, man. He got off to a really slow start this year. Hey, man, but our hapless Jaguars. Wow. They lost again, Sam, and they scored two field goals. Hey, man, this is the only team in the NFL that hasn't scored a touchdown at home. They've scored three, three, and six points at home for a grand total of 12 points. Uh, but, you know, they're, I, they're 0-7. They're headed to Europe to play uh, against the 49ers, so they're probably going to come home 0-8 on their bye. But uh, I do feel that they have gotten a little better each and every week, and uh, I feel it's going to take some time. The, the talent on this roster is just not very good. Uh, ownership is going to have to be patient with uh, Gus Bradley. I really feel that he's the man for this job. But, uh, it, you know, you can give me a gun, but if it don't have no bullets, if I'm in a gun fight, Daryl, it's going to be tough to win. Uh, I, I really do feel that he's just trying to take the positive, the positives week in and week out. And, uh uh, I, I feel that eventually they're going to have some success. How much uh, this year, I'm not sure. But uh, I, I do know that they're sending out scouts to see Teddy Bridgewater and uh, Mariota, the quarterback at uh, Louisville and Oregon, respectively. So, hey, you never know. Something good might come out of this. Well, let's hope something good comes out of this, man. And, you know, no disrespect, but Jones Drew really look like, looks like he's playing to get out of town. Doesn't look like he's playing for a contract. Doesn't look like he's playing to to be in Jacksonville. Doesn't look like he's playing with a lot of heart, a lot of passion. Doesn't look like he has heart or passion while he's on the field. And it just, man, he just doesn't look like he wants to be there. Now, let me ask you this, Daryl. Would you trade him? Would you be open to trading Jones Drew for maybe a couple of extra draft picks? Uh, you know it's going to be a seven, eight-game bargain. I'll tell you who could use Jones Drew, who has a nice, solid offensive line, is the Dallas Cowboys because they're not really sold on DeMarcus Murray uh, DeMar- because of uh, injury. So would you be open to trading uh, Jones Drew? If if I was a Jack, if I was Jacksonville Jaguars, I'd definitely be open to trading for Jones Drew. However, if I'm on the receiving end of that trade, I don't know what I'd give up to get Jones Drew because, man, he doesn't look like he has it anymore. I mean, really. You know, uh, yesterday he had nine rushes for 37 yards. That's just not going to cut it, man. It's hard to get into a groove, Dale. You play running back. Now, tell me, right or wrong, it's kind of hard to get into a groove when you're only getting the ball nine times and no one's blocking for you. Yeah, and I and, and and I totally agree with that, Sam. And when you're playing for a bad team, <laughs> a bad team, when you the, the, the entire day, the, whole, the entire team has 17 rushes for 78 yards. You know, and then when you look at San Diego, they have 40 rushes for 158 yards. 
Come they on. were committed. They were committed to running the ball, man. And I, now I they like, opportunities because he had the ball longer, Sam, and more often. That's what that was all about. Hey, when you're getting three and outs, man, hey, you you can do that. But uh, balance, there's nothing like being a balanced team there. Um, hey, Phillip Rivers, uh, change, is, change is good for Phillip Rivers. He, he's playing a lot better this year. And uh, I'm really surprised by this San Diego team, man. They're playing some, uh, they're playing some good football. Yeah, they are. You know, um, the San Francisco 49ers and the Titans played yesterday. And I really admire this guy, Harbaugh, as a coach. You know, um, the entire season, Kaepernick had not ran the ball hardly at all. Yesterday, he ran the ball for a touchdown. He looked like the old Kaepernick, and it's not going to surprise me to see him get a jump start from this point on of this season. And the 49ers are definitely going to factor into whoever gets to New York. Uh, they're five and two. They should easily move on to six and two, even though you can take nothing for granted. They're playing the Jaguars. Uh, I tell you, man, Harbaugh's just a tough guy. There was a little scuffle. Uh, he's in there trying to break it up. But, uh, this team is going to go as far as Kaepernick goes. And, uh, Yesterday he played he played well and uh, I think that they're going to need him to run the ball more. I do like the fact that Harbaugh is trying to protect his quarterback. He's not running them fifteen twenty times a game, but yesterday he had to unleash the beast. And uh, you know the Forty ers did what they had to do: forty one rushes, one hundred and fifty three yards. You're talking about one of the, the more aggressive teams in all of football. Uh, on defense, and again, when you look at the, you look at the game, you look at the box score. When you're plus ten, plus eleven uh, in the time of possession, uh, plus two in the turnover battle. When you win the rushing uh, battle, 153 to, to 70 yards, there you're going to have success. You don't really have to pass the ball when you can just when you can get three, four yards of carry and keep the chains moving. Sam, did Chris Johnson just break the bank? And say, hey, I got my money. I don't have to play no more. Well, Daryl, again, nine carries, 39 yards. It's hard to get into that groove. As a team, you only have 13 rushing attempts. Uh, To me, uh, it's clear that this is Jake Locker's team. Uh, The the young man was supposed to be out for eight weeks. He returned in three or four weeks. I I tip my hat to him for getting back. Uh, Chris Johnson, was he had more success in the passing game. Four catches, 71 yards. He did have a longer 66 in the touchdown. But uh, it's it's all about opportunity. And, uh, you know, last year he started off slow. He had a couple big games. But uh, I I just really feel that there's a change in the guard in Tennessee. I do like the fact that Tennessee, they're they're three and four. uh, But they remind me of the old Titans. You know, they they play – they, they want to run the football in this game they didn't, but uh, they, they want to be a blue-collar, tough team. And uh, yesterday, it, it didn't work out for them. And uh, to answer your question about Chris Johnson, it, it seems like he's just backing up the Brinks truck and he's not even looking at him when he collects his money, Daryl. I agree with you, man. And um look like he's kind of enjoying it, too. And, hey, it's no saying in the game, Sam. Don't hate the player. Hate the game he's playing. Hey, he's guys, playing you're listening game. You're listening to Sports Info. You am on the Voice America Network. We'll be right back after the break. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Are you a Philly sports fan? Maybe you're local to Philly or you're a transplanted Philly fan. Either way, you want to check out Philly Sports Jabronis. It's a radio show that has nothing to do with Chicago sports. It's not about NYC and LA can't even muster a football team of their own. It's all about Philly sports and nothing but Philly sports most of the time. Join your hosts Mike Greger and Joe Dara every Friday at 7 p.m. Philly time, 4 p.m. on the West Coast for the transplants on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Yesterday, Sam, the Texans lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, the only undefeated team in the NFL, the last remaining soldier. Uh, I, I tell you what, man, the job Andy Reid has done with this wow. ball club is, uh, is just outstanding. I, I really like this, uh, this chief team because, uh, I'm a firm believer that offense win games and defense win championships. And uh, when you're talking about defenses, uh, the Chiefs to me have has the best defense in all of football, and uh, they have been playing really, really well. Uh, the Texans, I, I do have to tip my hat to Texans and, uh, and Mr. Keenan. In his first start, uh, they they played a, a, a tough game. They protected the football, uh, but the the Chiefs just they just find a way to get it done. Darrell. Uh, Smith, the quarterback, uh, Aaron Smith, he's, he's doing a, Alex Smith is doing a great job of protecting the football. He's more of a game manager. But when you have a defense like this, uh, that's all you have to do is manage the game. Uh, they get the tough yards from Jamal Charles. Alex Smith is, is a very athletic quarterback. Uh, and that's one aspect of his game that I think is overlooked. And again, uh, I, I just, commend them in the job that they've done they went from the worst football worst team in football to now right now you got to say they're the best team in football they're they're seven and oh 
Yeah, you're right, and it makes makes um, a lot of these first time first year coaches look really bad. You know, uh, I know the Jacksonville fans are wondering why couldn't we get Andy, Andy Reid? You know, There's he could turn our program around. You know, no. Tampa Bay saying the same thing. So a lot of these teams, man, that are saying, "Hey, no, I think it's the talent." Uh, they're saying oh, yeah. that, but you got to look at you got to look at the talent roster uh, and the for talent sure. that's on the rosters. But and, um, we, and we can't lose the fact that because Kansas City was so bad for so long, they got top picks for a long time too. So they were able to fill the cupboard, but they were just not able to win with all the talent that they had accumulated. That that is very true, Daryl. Yeah. But but hey, that that talent has to go out and make plays, and uh, they're starting to do it behind um, an Andy Reid-led team. Uh, this is a team that uh, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Hey, yeah. but uh, there, I'm moving along. The Browns, Packers, the shorthanded Packers, Aaron Rodgers, he just go out, he perform, he gets it done, he spreads the ball around. Again, they lost uh, Jermichael Finley yesterday, but uh, Aaron Rodgers, his normal solid self, 25 of 36, 206 yards, three touchdowns. The Green Bay Packers improved to 4-2 with a 31-13 victory over uh, the Cleveland Browns. I, I tell you what, a guy who's not ready for prime time, Brandon Whedon, 17 of 42, Daryl, 149 yards, a touchdown, interception. I mean, when are we going to see uh, Jason Campbell? Yeah, that, that's that's a good question. Because that's they don't I'm... look like they're happy with Brandon Whedon, and he doesn't look comfortable on the field at all. You know, but Sam, yesterday, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers got their second win, man. I think that's that's something to be applauded for, because they're right in the mix with two wins. You know, if they can, if they can be respectable for the rest of the season, I can see them maybe squeaking in, in, a, in as a wild card and saving Tomlin's job. If they can't make the playoffs, make the wild card, Tomlin may have a little trouble maintaining his job, sustaining his job. It's either going to be Tomlin or the um, offensive coordinator. I, and I, at this point, I feel it's going to be the offensive coordinator. But hey, the, the Steelers are in control of their own desk, and they're going to play the Ravens again. They got to play the Bengals twice, and they get to play the Cleveland Browns twice. So, if they, you know, if they win those games, they're very winnable. Uh, hey, you never know what can happen. You just got to get a little momentum going. Uh, the, the Super Bowl champs, the defending champs are three and four, the Steelers are two and four. And uh, that was a tough, hard-hitting game yesterday. Steelers come out on the last second field goal, 19-16. to Yeah, it was. Hey, but last night's game, man, the grand finale of all the games of the week was the Denver Broncos taking on the, the uh, Indianapolis Colts. You know, Peyton Manning could not pull this out, suffering his first loss of, loss of the season. Andrew Luck looked like a seasoned veteran in this game, man. I, I tell you what, I, I got to tip my hat to the coach. They honor Peyton Manning. He he spent 14 wonderful years uh, in Indianapolis. If it wasn't for Peyton Manning, that team could easily be in L.A. Uh, it, this this game lived up to the hype. Uh, Peyton Manning, you know, you say he wasn't his usual self, but he's 29 of 49, 386 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. Got to tip my hat to the Colts defensive backs. Uh, anytime you're playing against Peyton Manning, there's going to be a, a tremendous amount of pressure on you to do your job. And uh, if you give Peyton Manning an opportunity he's going to put his team in position to win the game this was a back and forth game but uh like you said it was almost like the passing of the guard there from uh from one great to another andrew luck 
again, I, I really feel he's another young man that doesn't get enough credit for how athletic he is. He's a big man, 6'4", 240 pounds, but he, he can move around 21 or 38, 228 yards, three touchdowns, and uh, the Colts in a shocker. 39 yeah. to 33 over Denver. But what I said it a couple weeks ago, I'm not sold on Denver because of their defense. And again, when you're giving up 30 points consistently, it's going to be tough to beat good teams in the NFL that can get stops. And if Denver don't improve their defense, they're not going to go to the Super Bowl. And a lot of people had them pegged as Super Bowl champions. But now, I tell you, it's going to shine a spotlight a little brighter on that uh, defense. And Champ Bailey was injured. Von Miller did return. But uh, I, I tell you what, man, you're talking about defensive ends and guys who can rush the passers. I, I didn't see a better pass pass rusher than number 98 and Robert Mathis on the field last night, Daryl. Oh, yeah, I don't think it was a, a better pass rusher than Mathis <laughs> on the field. But when, when I say uh, Peyton Manning didn't look like his, his usual self, Peyton Manning had 20 incomplete passes in this game, man. And a lot of these passes were not catchable passes. I mean, he didn't, he didn't necessarily intentionally overthrow them. He just throw, threw bad passes. And when Peyton Manning has 20 incompletions, that's probably going to be a sign that, that he didn't have such a good night. Uh, th- there is some truth to that, but uh, you, again, man, you got you got to tip your hats to the coach and the pressure they got on Peyton. Uh, but it, it was a good game, uh, a great game. If you're a, a coach, uh, I'm sure uh, I know Peyton Manning and how competitive he is. He don't want to lose any games. Uh, he's going to go to the drawing board and. Uh, He's going to correct what he needs to get corrected. But uh, hopefully those guys that are on the Denver defense, they're going to start feeling a lot of heat. But, Daryl, the BCS, uh, the first BCS standings of the season was released yesterday, and we're going to work our way uh, the the top two teams right now if the college season was to end today, Alabama, the University of Alabama, which is no surprise, Florida State, after they just dismantled the number three team in the country, Clemson, 51 to 14. Uh, those are the top two teams in the BCS rankings. Uh, you have uh, Oregon at number three, Ohio State at four, Missouri at number five. Let's talk about these top five teams and then we'll move to the bottom five. What are your thoughts on these rankings? Uh, do you like the order right now? I know there's a lot of football left to be played, but uh, should Alabama and Florida State be one, two? Uh, should Oregon be up there? What are your thoughts, Daryl? I actually think Oregon should, should sustain their number two spot. Uh, I know Florida State put on an outstanding performance. I can see them um, jumping ahead of Ohio State. I can see um, Clemson moving down. I was surprised to see Clemson move down as far as they did, even though we got to – and I can almost understand it, but I was a little surprised. They took a shellac in the Florida State. At but, home, Daryl, at by home. 37 points. At you know, home, hey. yeah. You got to drop out of the top 10, you lose by 37 at home. Ohio okay, State, go ahead. The, the, the thing, uh, you say you feel Oregon should be number two. Uh, if you're any of these teams, if you're Alabama, Florida State, or Oregon, you're pretty much in control of your own destiny. All you can do is play the teams that are on your schedule. Florida State had the marquee matchup. They went out. They won. Oregon, right now, 
They play great football, but they don't have that signature victory. In the next two weeks, Oregon's going to get a chance to prove uh, that they belong. And I really feel that they win these next two games. They are going to move. They're going to catapult Florida State because in the next two weeks, they're going to play UCLA, uh, a team that was undefeated until they lost this week, and they're going to play Stanford. So that's going to be a a great opportunity for Oregon to, to prove that they belong to be in that top two spot. Ohio State, they're being hurt by the Big Ten, um, the Big Ten's conference. I really don't feel unless two of the top three teams lose Ohio State, they're not going to make it to the um, BCS National Championship game. And a team that just, you're talking about leapfrogged everybody. Missouri with the victory. With the victory over Florida, went from number 14 in the rankings. They're the number five team now in the BCS polls. And I tell you what, they bullied Florida. I haven't seen Florida hit in the mouth and just pushed around like that in a long time, Daryl. And I really feel that this Missouri team, if they can win this week against uh, South Carolina, this team is for real, man. They can make some noise and possibly, possibly challenge Alabama. But Alabama got some tough games coming up. Yeah, you know, but I was surprised to see Baylor take such a big jump as well. You know, they went from being not in the top ten to to the number six. You know, that's 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 a huge jump. But I think uh, I was uh, most surprised with not necessarily surprised, but when you look at LSU losing, you look at Louisville losing, UCLA losing, and um, there was one more team in the top ten that lost. I can't think of it right now. But with all of those teams and Texas A&M, you know, that was four spots in the top ten for people to take places. I just didn't see Baylor and Missouri leapfrogging Miami to go ahead to, to, to take those positions. Now, now those are in the polls. Uh, Missouri leapfrogged them in the BCS. Uh, to me, what really matters in, in the BCS day and age is the BCS rankings because you can be the number 20 team in the AP or the USA Today poll, but if you're ranked in that top two in the BCS standings, that's all that matters. And, and right now, Miami, they sit, to, they sit at number seven in these BCS rankings, but uh, Miami's going to have an opportunity in two weeks to, to kick in the door uh, when they play against the University of Florida State. Because I promise you, if they beat Florida State in two weeks, they're going to they're going to leap some of these teams. So you're going to see teams kind of going back and forth with wins. At the end of the day, all that matters is 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 not where you start. It's where you finish. And uh, this, this Baylor team, they, they, they score a lot of points, but uh, they're in the watered-down Big 12, and that's going to hurt some of these teams. Another team that made a giant leap is the University of Auburn. You're talking about a team that went from 24, and now they're number 11 in the BCS standings. And, uh, yeah, again, Alabama, they got if they're going to make it to the national championship game, they, have, they play Auburn in the Iron Bowl. If uh, Missouri continues to win, they're going to meet up in the SEC championship. So there, there's a lot. There's going to be a lot of movement, Daryl, in the um, the rest of the season. This is a long season. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely a long season. And hey, um, and everybody has to play these games one game at a time, man. I think some of these teams get a little bit little ahead of themselves. Um, you know, I think that's probably what could have happened to Texas A&M. You know, um, they played. Uh, I, I, I looks like that definitely happened to LSU playing Ole Miss. I don't think they took that team serious. You know, um, you know, Ole Miss has been one of the stepchilds of the SEC for a long time, but that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. 
and Alabama, you know, hey, they, they're, they're going to have to play LSU. Tough schedule, but the team that I really have my eye on this week is the Florida State Seminoles. I want to know how how will they handle success? You know, in the, in the a couple of the times when Florida State was undefeated and looked like they were going to go on and play for the national championship, they lost to the North Carolina States of the world. They lost to the Wake Forces of the world. So, And then you're, you're eyeing in two weeks. This is that trap game because after this game, you got the um, Hurricanes coming to town. So I really want to see how is Florida State going to handle success? How is the young quarterback Jameis going to handle all of the attention that he's now getting? Um, he was getting a lot of attention, but he's getting even more now. So that's what I'm watching for, Daryl. We have 60 seconds to close it out, Daryl. What are your thoughts? Your final thoughts? Hey, my thoughts are the University of Miami play Wake Forest. Um, they play Wake Forest this weekend. Let's don't fall asleep on this game. Let's keep our eyes wide and bright and focus on the national championship, baby. It's also a big day in uh in my, it's going to be a big day in Miami tomorrow. The NCAA is going to announce the findings from their two and a half year investigations on the to the University of Miami. Uh, my my Michigan Wolverines, man, we got to get some defense. Uh, you, you're talking about just a sickening game to give up 49 points. There was some record breaking performances, but uh. I am happy being five and one. It could be a lot worse. And uh, guys, it was a pleasure. It was an honor uh, tonight. And we look forward to seeing you guys next week on Sports Info UM on the Voice America Network. Peace. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.